Chapter 7, Daily Routine I can feel the first few nights of sleep almost embedded into my, into my spine. So far I've become painfully aware that Chinese flats are pretty hard places. What does this say about Chinese people? Or does it say anything at all? I'm looking for metaphors everywhere like they hold a key to something. I hobble out like an old man over freezing cold tiles to the bathroom. My lounge, quote-unquote, in the lounge room is, hard, is a hard traditional hardwood thing. I grab some bread for breakfast and stare into the TV that seems to not pick up anything in English at all. After 20 minutes, even with a thin cushion, I start to lose circulation in my legs or my bum aches. The furnishings are really starting to lose their exotic appeal. My air conditioning also still doesn't seem to do much to warm it up. I have two of them going full 24 hours a day and it's still chilly. But this doesn't seem to bother the locals living in the market down by my kitchen window. They live in their stalls after closing time. There is no heating. They eat in thick jackets, their hands red and swollen from the cold. Slurping soup and lots of hot tea as well as keeping wrapped up in layers of blankets seems to be their only way of keeping warm. I feel like I'm privileged. But even from my lukewarm window, the coldness is seeping into my decadent bones. I do my best to capture the post-shower heat that makes my skin pink and cosily warm and then push out into the cold towards work. The classrooms I teach in are quite new. Nice design, modern furniture, etc. But they aren't heated as well. Students sit close for body heat. Some of them have the same red swollen hands that the people in the market do, but the students get it from scribbling down notes in frozen lecture theatres. I walk past an American colleague today and I glance in to say hi. She's scribbling something on the board and white chalk falls in small clouds from her rush of writing, covering her gloved hand in white powder. She wears a warm woolen hat and under that pokes out another thinner one. She has her outdoor down jacket on inside, as well as a scarf wrapped around her neck to make, make sure as little skin as possible is showing. Behind her is a steaming thermos of hot liquid. I asked my students what they thought of these cold classrooms today, and a small minority said it would be nice to have it heated, but most responded with something like, it's good to keep us strong, or that they were glad the college wasn't, quote, wasting their tuition fees on heating they didn't need. I asked Mrs. Shu about her flat and keeping warm and she said, Oh, I have air conditioner in my home, but I don't use it. It's a waste of money. And it's good for us to stay healthy by having fresh air. I was a little aghast. <laughs> but she actually continued with, In winter, I still shower under cold water every morning. It keeps me strong. And she beamed a huge smile at me. I came home at lunchtime for my two-hour lunch break. A lunch break that almost the whole city seemed to be on. As I wander out the gate and around to my place, past all the street signs and shop signs I don't understand, I see shop doors down and almost no one on the street. The whole horizon has gone to sleep. It's beautiful. Such a relief after the never-ending consumption in Australia. I collapse onto my wooden sofa at home and I start to feel drowsy. The wood, of course, bites into my bum and I shuffle a bit. It's weird to feel drowsy in the day, disorienting. A new country, new pains, and a new sense of time. I fade off into a hazy and peaceful midday sleep. I dream about blue sky.
Chapter 8, Zoo Animal. Quote, Expatriates legally employed in the country last year almost doubled compared to three years earlier, reaching a record high of more than 150,000, according to the Ministry of Labor and Social Security. End quote. The old ladies from my area were doing sword dances in front of the agricultural bank before it opened. Red, ha- red fabric hung from their swords and they moved in unison. No one else to think this strange. No one looked twice. I dived out into the city again today. I dodged in between small car and a family huddled around a white wire cage looking at some baby rabbits. I didn't stop, but I could see the familiar form of the rabbits and their snow white fur. There were smiles on the family's faces as they stared at the poor, dumb, caged rabbit. Lucy, who was with me, instinctively pulled me back from the path of a crazy-looking motorcycle guy heading our way as we crossed the main road en route to the markets. I tripped a little and stumbled back into the gutter as he passed. This made me feel sick. My stomach was already unsettled with the barrage of new flavours and new bugs. I could almost feel the rider's jacket against mine as he flew past. I twisted around to say thanks to her, but she already had a middle-distance middle stare as if that was just regulation. All she said was, walk more carefully, without looking my way. I shuffled forward. Her hand tugged at my jacket. We crossed into what they called the wholesale market, a huge arc of back streets crusted with corals of small stores clinging to the edge of huge-looking warehouse buildings. In between shops and in front of some of them, small tables were stacked with steam buns or bread, and beside that were other tables with socks or bits and pieces. It was a chaotic hustle and bustle, a hive of shopping and bargaining. As we hit groups of people swarming and drifting past stalls, we got the, hey, look at the foreigner in Chinese, everywhere we went. An old man said, ni hao, to me, and smiled, and I returned the greeting. Some school kids followed me, saying, hello, what's your name? Which I found cute, but Lucy whooshed them away like they were flies. That's not polite, I think. You're a guest in my country, you need to be comfortable. I was a bit disappointed. The people seemed nice, just overly curious, and who could blame them? I was apparently one of only around ten foreigners in a city of three to four million people. Lucy stopped in front of a large table stacked with thermal underwear. She turned to me and said, Please don't look happy when you shop. If you like anything, tell me, but don't look like you like it. That will make bargaining very inconvenient. I nodded at the thermals and said, expressionless, They look like just the thing I need. She peeled off her gloves and picked up a package of male thermals. As she did, the small the stall owner shifted on his feet and stepped sideways to be in her line of sight when she looked up. He looked from me to her and smiled a little, a thin poker face. Three or four people stood behind us watching, and others began to stop, some with bicycles in hand. I shoved my hand in my pockets and looked back and smiled at the small crowd. They chuckled. Their smiles made the winter air warm. I didn't understand any of the bargaining. I felt like I was in a foreign language film, but with the subtitles turned off. Lucy did lots of pointing and looked like she was complaining. There were some laughs from those behind, and she walked off like she was angry with the price, but was then pulled back towards the end by the, by the stall owner. They must have come to agreement, 
because Lucy came back to back to me then and said, okay, it will cost 25 RMB. Is that okay? I think it's a little high. I thought it was too low and I handed her the cash. Later we sat at McDonald's by the window in the only two seats left. Lucy had paid for lunch. McDonald's in this city was one of the most expensive meals you could buy. And I was trying to dream up ways to repay her somehow. She picked slowly at her fries, dunking each one, one by one, in tomato sauce. We paid too much for those thermals. It was hard with you there, she said. I asked why and slurped some coffee. Because you're a foreigner, we paid foreign price today. If I'd been alone, I could have got them for 18 renminbi. I thought the 7 renminbi saving didn't mean much, but I'm sure being a student, it meant a lot to her. I ask her how much money she lives on per month, and I have to ask her twice before she'll tell me. A small piece of burger falls out of her mouth, and she blushes as she says, mm, maybe around 200 renminbi, but my boyfriend gives me an extra 100. Outside, a couple of families have stopped outside the window, and they were staring, looking at us. It was cold, but obviously watching a foreigner eat was worth the stop. They were talking with each other and staring at me. Lucy noticed them, frowned, and twisted her body away from them. I felt a lot like a happy zoo animal. I felt like those little white bunnies in the cage. But I had to look through bars of flesh and language. Oh, sure.